0: Welcome to UPA's Lenten Devotional Podcast, Confession and Confessing. No matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you're welcome here. Today is Good Friday, and this is our reflection for Holy Week. In lieu of a Good Friday service, we're hoping that this will be a source that you can use in a quiet moment to contemplate and to reflect. Take some quiet time in prayer. We'll open with selected verses from Psalm 22, read by Carol. Next, Rachel will lead us in a prayer of confession with a moment of silence, and then we'll hear a reflection from Natalie on Jesus' words from the cross. So take a moment. Find the space to be in God's presence. Take a moment to be still. Let us continue on this Lenten journey as we follow Jesus to the cross.
1: Listen now for the word of God as heard in the reading of Psalm 22, verses 1 to 18. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me and are so far from my cry and from the words of my distress? O my God, I cry in the daytime, but you do not answer. By night is well, but I find no rest. Yet you are the Holy One enthroned upon the praises of Israel. Our forebears put their trust in you. They trusted and you delivered them. They cried out to you and were delivered. They trusted in you and were not put to shame. But as for me, I am a worm and not a person, scorned by all and despised by the people. All who see me laugh me to scorn. They curl their lips and wag their heads, saying, This one trusted in the Lord, let the Lord deliver, let the Lord rescue, if God delights in this one. Yet you are the one who took me out of the womb and kept me safe upon my mother's breast. I have been entrusted to you ever since I was born. You were my God when I was still in my mother's womb. Be not far from me, for trouble is near and there is none to help. Many young bulls encircle me. Strong bulls of Bashan surround me. They open wide their jaws at me like a ravening and a roaring lion. I am poured out like water. All my bones are out of joint. My heart within my breast is melting wax. My mouth is dried out like a pot sherd. My tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth and you have laid me in the dust of the grave. Packs of dogs close me in, and gangs of evildoers circle around me. They pierce my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. They stare and gloat over me. They divide my garments among them. They cast lots from my clothing. Be not far away, O Lord. You are my strength. Hasten to help me.
2: Will you join me in our prayer of confession, adapted from Dietrich Bonhoeffer's Letters and Papers from Prison by Reverend Erica Wimber Avina? Holy God, we can truly share only in a limited measure in the suffering of others. We are not Christ. But if we want to be Christians, it means that we are to take part in Christ's greatness of heart. We seek to take on the responsible action that in freedom seizes the hour and faces the danger, and in true sympathy that springs forth not from fear, but from Christ's freeing and redeeming love for all who suffer. Lord, remind us that inactive waiting and dully looking on are not Christian responses. Remind us that we are called to action and sympathy not through our own first-hand experiences, but by the immediate experience of others for whose sake Christ suffered. It is infinitely easier to suffer in obedience to a human command than in the freedom of one's very own responsible action. It is infinitely easier to suffer in community with others than in solitude. It is infinitely easier to suffer publicly and with honour than in the shadow and in dishonour. It is infinitely easier to suffer through putting one's bodily life at stake than to suffer through the Spirit. Christ suffered in freedom, in solitude, in the shadow and in dishonor, in body and in spirit. Since then, many Christians have suffered with him. We confess that we have often chosen ease over the cost of discipleship, indolence over action. We have so often turned away from injustice, all the while knowing that Christ's hands and feet are our Lord God, have mercy on us. Amen.
3: Israel's King David was supposed to have written Psalm 22. And he was one of the ancient world's most wise and famous, prosperous, and religiously devout men. That's why, as David opens this psalm, he does so in a very strange way to me. It's like he's lost all hope. Why would someone blessed and guided by God all his life yell at God like that? And even more so, later, why would Jesus do the same thing, in the same words, while dying on the cross, both pleading, my God, my God, why would you forsake me? I've searched a lot for some ways to understand what David and Jesus were doing, especially since it runs counter to belief that I've had that God has promised to never leave me and also that God invites me to cast all my cares on God. It's helped to view these God-forsaken words as a prayer, a very intense and desperate prayer. A prayer to use when all else has failed. A prayer that, as they say, demands to let go, get out of the way, and to let God, though importantly not to give up and instead to stay open and alert for what comes next. A few years ago, I found a writer named Richard Rohr who describes pleading moments like the one that David and Jesus had as an act of falling upward, which is something I'm attempting to practice in my own life now when faced with an urgent crisis that overwhelms and drains every ounce of my energy. When all within my own human power isn't enough, and I know it, and I admit it, to myself and to God, that's the falling part. And as God in time reveals that I've not been forsaken after all, but that there's another way forward, though maybe not the way I'd thought, that's the upward part. It must have worked for King David because, after his crisis pleas in Psalm 22, he went on to write the extraordinary words of trust and renewal that God had offered in Psalm 23. Words so familiar, they're still drawn on for assurance today. It must also have worked for Jesus. Although, as Richard Rohr writes, When Jesus called out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus himself had to face the darkness and the absurdity of life. On the cross, Jesus' human mind had no reason to believe that God was his Father, or that God loved him, or that his death had any transformative, redemptive meaning. In his own moment, Jesus fully surrendered his own humanity and totally fell into the hands of the living God. And that's, I think, what is called resurrection, a mystery of faith. As I grow older and review my own life's course and God's guidance throughout it, I'm finding myself more honest, earnest, and yet vulnerable with God, which includes sometimes pleading and even yelling at God myself, though it feels like I've got good company including saints before me who in their own defining ways asked and discovered that God will also never, ever forsake and is only trying to lead us forward to broader, deeper, meaningful relationship beyond anything we could humanly grasp in the moment or imagine.
0: Thank you for listening to UPA's Lenten Devotional created by the members of United Parish of Auburndale. Join us next week as we conclude with an Easter reflection. Music for this podcast was recorded by our Director of Music, Alan Levines. The Prayer of Confession was adapted from the writings of Dietrich Bonhoeffer by Rev. Erica Wimber-Avina. Come join us for our live stream worship each Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Facebook at facebook.com slash UPA Newton MA slash live. You can get more information via our website, newtonchurch.org. Grace and peace to you on your journey.